You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Good morning, I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Here are the stories we're following today. A strike is on in the auto industry. At midnight last night, members of the United Auto Workers Union walked out of select plants run by Ford, General Motors, and Stellantis after their contract deadline passed. Union President Sean Fain says it's the first time they're striking all three Detroit automakers at the same time. This strategy will keep the companies guessing. It will give our national negotiators maximum leverage and flexibility in bargaining. And if we need to go all out, we will. UAW's Sean Fain says they'll add more strike locations depending on how bargaining goes. General Motors CEO Mary Barra posted an online video to the workers saying she is still willing to negotiate in good faith. Nobody wins in a strike. We all know that from hard experience. A strike negatively impacts lives and communities. We have presented a historic offer that rewards you for being key to our success and a competitive advantage for GM. And GM's Mary Barra says the automaker's non-union competition will waste little time taking advantage of the work stoppage. Well, Nathan, the walkout at all three automakers at the same time is a new strategy by the UAW. We get more from Bloomberg Auto reporter Craig Trudell. It's really big, and it's it's unprecedented. What we usually see from the union is that they sort of pick out uh, one automaker to negotiate with and then use an agreement reached with that automaker as a sort of pattern, uh, a form of pattern bargaining bargaining with the other two. In this case, uh, they've... they've uh, decided to strike all three companies at once, at once, which they have not done before. And Bloomberg's Craig Trudell says the strategy is designed to cut production of popular vehicles while at the same time limiting the impact on the UAW's strike fund. Well, Karen, we have new developments this morning involving a different labor dispute. Hollywood's striking writers have agreed to resume negotiations with the movie and TV producers. Bloomberg's Ed Baxter has that story. The AMPTP, representing the studio, streaming services, and production, say the Guild reached out asking for a meeting and that they had agreed. The strike has gone on for four and a half months over issues including pay, job security, and the big issue, the use of artificial intelligence. Previous attempts to restart talks fell flat, a handful of meetings last month, but nothing. The writer said they got a lecture on how good the studio's offer was. So no date set yet, but a glimmer of hope for next week. In California, I'm Ed Baxter, Bloomberg Radio. All right, Ed, thanks. Well, sticking with the entertainment industry, there's new developments in the pursuit of ABC. Bloomberg News has learned a former comic-turned-media mogul is interested in buying the TV network from Disney. And we get more from Bloomberg media reporter Chris Palmieri. 
We also uh, have heard that Byron Allen, uh, who owns the Weather Channel and a bunch of other local stations, has expressed interest as well. So we're far from a deal, it seems. Disney uh, seems to have trouble making up its mind whether it really wants to go forward with this, but there are people interested. And Bloomberg's Chris Palmieri says Allen submitted a $10 billion offer to Disney to acquire ABC, as well as local stations and the FX and National Geographic cable channels. Bloomberg's David Weston, who used to be the president of ABC News, says he is not surprised Disney CEO Bob Iger is exploring his options. When Bob gave that interview and said everything's on the table, and everybody was like, oh my goodness, how could he say that? Well, he wouldn't be doing his job if he weren't willing to consider everything, because I think the turmoil and upset in the media business is just that profound. Uh, and if you're a CEO, you should be looking at all the options, so it doesn't surprise me to look at it. And that's David Weston, the host of Bloomberg's Wall Street Week. Disney said that while it's considering strategic options for its traditional TV networks, no decisions about a sale have been made. All right, let's turn our attention now, Karen, to the biggest IPO of the year. Shares of chip designer Arm surged almost 25% in their first day of trading. The company now has a market value of more than $65 billion. Arm CEO Rene Haas tells us he's confident the company's growth will be sustained. We also have a very unique business model that gives us the ability to have a very, very good uh, vision in the future in terms of when people use our products. So relative to our confidence in the outlook, uh, we have a very, very high confidence that the growth rate that we have talked about will be sustained. Rene Haas added arms open to the idea of a secondary listing in the U.K. Well, Nathan, the success of the ARM IPO may be having ripple effects. The Wall Street Journal is reporting Instacart is preparing to raise the target price for its initial public offering next week to $28 to $30 a share. In Asia this morning, Karen, China's economy is showing signs of picking up steam. Industrial production and retail sales growth jumped in August from a year earlier. The improvement comes as the government's beefed up pro-growth measures. And speaking of China, Nathan, famed short seller Jim Chano says President Xi Jinping has put ideology over the nation's economy. And he tells Bloomberg that raises the risk to the rest of the world if China's growth model falters. Previous leaders uh, since Deng Xiaoping really uh, uh, put economic growth first and foremost. And with Xi Jinping, I think it is more about party ideology and, and uh, uh, things like uh, national defense. Um, it's a much more muscular China than we've seen in previous decades. And Jim Chano says the Chinese market has been a terrible place for investors over the past decade. Time now for a look at some of the other stories making news around the world. For that, we're joined by Bloomberg's John Tucker. John, good morning. And good morning to you, Karen. Hurricane Lee about to head up on a track along the coast in the northeast. Huge waves up to 12 feet already being seen from Florida all the way up to the coast of Maine. Boston Mayor Michelle Wu has a word of warning. Conditions are still anticipated to be similar to that of a nor'easter because the spread of the storm and the wind and the rain will extend far beyond the, the center of it over, the, over into the coast. Its closest approach as a hurricane to the U.S. should be tomorrow morning. That's when tropical storm force winds will be scraping Cape Cod and up through parts of Maine. President Biden's son Hunter has been indicted on three felony gun charges. The news coming as President Biden was delivering his speech on the economy in Maryland. The president wouldn't comment. There's a lot more I know we could talk about. I wish I had a chance to take all your questions, but I'm going to get in real trouble if I do that. He's accused of buying a firearm without disclosing that he was using drugs at the time. A mystery surrounding the status of China's defense minister. That story in this report from Bloomberg's Jeff Bellinger. 
The U.S. government believes China's defense minister has been stripped of his duties and placed under investigation, according to a report in the Financial Times. It is raising questions about turbulence within President Xi Jinping's new lineup of loyalist leaders. The defense minister's drop from public view comes after Xi purged several other top leaders in recent months without explanation. Those moves have fanned investor fears that Xi's policy swings are making China more volatile. Jeff Bellinger, Bloomberg Radio. David McCormick, the former Bridgewater Associates chief executive officer, will likely seek the Republican nomination for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania. He'll be looking to take the seat now held by Bob Casey, a three-term Democrat and son of the former governor. It's not exactly an anniversary worth celebrating, but 15 years ago today, Lehman Brothers went bankrupt with no willing buyer and no rescue from the government. The resulting financial crisis of 2008 still shapes the investment landscape. Global News, 24 hours a day. We're powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm John Tucker, and this is Bloomberg. Karen. All right, John, thank you. And now get the latest news whenever you want it with Bloomberg News Now. It's the top stories from our global team of reporters at the click of a button. Get Bloomberg News Now on the Bloomberg Business app, Bloomberg.com, and anywhere you get your podcasts. Now for the Bloomberg Sports Update, and here's John Stashower. John. Cameron, Thursday night football, the kickoff week two, battle of teams who won their division in the NFC last year. The Eagles, of course, went all the way to the Super Bowl. They've been sloppy first two games, but they are 2-0. and They built up a 27-7 lead third quarter and held on to beat Minnesota 34-28. Eagles doing their damage on the ground, 259 yards rushing. DeAndre Swift had 175 of those, scored a key late touchdown. Jalen Hurts did throw a 63-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Smith. Minnesota did damage through the air with Kirk Cousins throwing for 364 yards and four touchdowns. But the Vikings are 0-2 because of turnovers. They had three in last Sunday's loss to Tampa Bay and four more turnovers last night. The Red Sox have fired their general manager, Kyle Bloom. He had the job for four years. During that time, Red Sox were only the playoff team once. Team owner John Henry said in a statement, Today signals a new direction for our club. Red Sox and Yankees played a doubleheader at Fenway, split two. Those teams looking to avoid finishing in last place. Tampa Bay and Baltimore looking to finish in first in the AL East and get the first round by. And the Rays started a series of Camden Yards winning 4-3. to three. They're only one game behind the Orioles. Nationals had only two hits, lost in Pittsburgh 2-0. The Giants rained out at Colorado. The teams they're fighting with to make the playoffs all lost. The Diamondbacks, the Reds, and the Marlins. John Stashauer, Bloomberg Sports. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. 
athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. From coast to coast, from New York to San Francisco, Boston to Washington, D.C., nationwide on Sirius XM, the Bloomberg Business App, and Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Daybreak. Good morning. I'm Nathan Hager. And as of midnight, auto workers are on strike at selected plants at Ford, General Motors, and Jeep maker Stellantis. It may be just the beginning of a long and drawn-out labor dispute for the auto industry. United Auto Workers President Sean Fain announced the targeted walkouts late last night. We are committed to winning an agreement with the big three that reflects the incredible sacrifice and contributions UAW members have made to these companies. And for more, we're joined by Bloomberg's Critty Gupta, who's been tracking the negotiations and is now tracking the walkout. Critty, these talks clearly have broken down. So what comes next? Yeah, we are on hour six of a really historic event, the first of its kind to see all three major car makers in the U.S., Ford, GM, and Stellantis, deal with a walkout like this and a strike all at the same time. I mean, again, it is a truly historic moment amid a broader labor movement we're seeing across the country. Nathan, there are three numbers you need to know here. 46, 20, and 150,000. Let's start with the bottom. 150,000. That's how many people are involved in this. That's how many people are represented by the United Auto Workers Union. 46% is the initial offer that they came with. The idea here that they wanted for their next contract, that was going to be about four and a half years, a 46% increase in pay over the next four and a half years. And my last number here is 20%. That's what GM and Ford and Stellantis said about 18% countered with. So you can see there's clearly a very big discrepancy between what the unions actually ask for and what the car makers are willing to offer. Now, but even as negotiations have progressed, we've gotten that request number down to about 36% on the union side. But look, 36% versus 20%, you can see still a massive gap. Yeah, it's still a big gap. And it's not just uh, the pay increases that these union workers are looking for. They're looking to uh, claw back some benefits that they gave up more than a decade ago, including cost of living adjustments. That's something that uh, they gave up after the uh, the bailout of the auto industry. Yeah, I'm having a little bit of deja vu here because, I mean, this is something that you've seen time and time again with a lot of the workers that are in industries that are a little bit more labor intensive. I mean, car making is just one of them. Railroads, for example, is another. Shipping, logistics is another one. Remember when we were talking about the Teamsters negotiations and working conditions simply as a function of do you get air conditioning in delivery trucks was a sticking point in those negotiations. Similarly, you are seeing those working conditions for the United Auto Workers as well. Sick 
pay is also part of the agenda. Remember, for the railroad strikes, sick pay was not included at all. They didn't get any sick pay. You essentially got docked, actually, for taking a sick day in the railroad industry due to laws from ages ago. Car making is very, very interesting because, again, similar to some of these other industries, it's dealing with a massive structural shift. And in the absence of really a bigger pay raise, they're saying, look, we need to have better lives. And those are demands that have really come, I think, with more force post-COVID. Let's talk about the strategy that the United Auto Workers is mounting here with these targeted strikes of one Ford plant that makes Ford Broncos, another uh, for General Motors that makes Chevy Colorado pickups, and a Jeep Wrangler plant owned by Stellantis. Uh, Interesting strategy here to go after just a few plants. So work isn't completely stopping. Work isn't completely stopping because they are still at the bargaining table. Remember, negotiations are ongoing. And even though you did see President Sean Fain of the United Auto Workers Union step away at midnight to really join some of the picket lines in some of these plants where workers literally walked off of the property to to protest, you are going to expect him to come right back to the negotiating table. So that's going to be something you're going to be hearing in the coming days, the new offers coming from the car makers. But in the meantime, yeah, you are going to see some disruption in some of the plants. The strategy is really interesting, though, because they've pinpointed the plants that are essentially the most efficient, that are the most uh, needed in this kind of output operation from the big car makers. That's going to be significant. But Nathan, you mentioned strategy, and I think strategy in terms of negotiations is important as well, because something that I think has really set the tone for a lot of the labor movement from Hollywood to Silicon Valley uh, to even Wall Street has been just how much force you use. Carrot and the stick method. And it seems like the stick method is really what's winning here, given that even the Teamsters negotiators came down to the 11th hour. They were willing to go hard and they basically walked out as well or threatened to. And it became a very aggressive situation, for lack of a better term, as opposed to Uh, negotiating kind of in good faith. It became quite literally a threat. We are leaving unless you can help us out. And, And there is a force to that and a momentum to that that we haven't seen in decades. Well, what kind of damage could a strike like this do uh, targeting these particular plants? Because there are other plants for all three of these automakers that are still uh, presumably going to be putting out some really popular models. Well, the irony here is that on the surface, it sounds like these car makers are the ones that are going to get hurt. But actually, it's kind of the end consumer that's going to get hurt. And I think the Mercedes-Benz CEO put it beautifully where he said, look, what this does by taking about 150,000 people off of the labor market for car making is increase the cost of labor. Suddenly, all the other workers that are not a part of this union are going to be charging more for their time and for their expertise. And all of a sudden, you now have a higher margin that the car makers have to deal with. So that's where the car makers get hit. And that's where the damage is done there. But then those costs are passed on to the consumer. So if you're walking into a store, any car store around the world, might I add, your end price is going to be pretty significant, not to mention the people of Detroit and the people of Michigan. There was one study that said if this strike goes out long enough, because car making is so concentrated in that part of the country, the entire state of Michigan could dip into recession. What kind of contingency plans do the automakers have if the strike does go on for an extended period of time? Well, 
not very many is the answer. I mean, essentially, the, the go-to here would be to slow down some of the EV production that they have. Ford and GM have already done that when they've dealt with supply chain issues as well. But again, this is kind of at the heart of the issue between a lot of these workers. They're saying, look, EV manufacturing doesn't require the same skill level that a lot of these workers have. And on top of that, it involves a lot of automation as well, which kind of makes their jobs pointless to, to some extent. So again, that's really part of the negotiations. But I imagine the EV production is what gets hit first. Kriti Gupta, part of our team of Bloomberg News reporters uh, covering the auto workers strike just getting underway for Ford, General Motors and Stellantis. Kriti, thank you. We'll be checking back with you uh, throughout the days and potentially weeks to come on this. But now we want to turn to the biggest initial public offering of 2023, Arm Holdings, which rose as much as 22 percent in its trading debut on the Nasdaq. Moments after those shares began trade, the CEO of the chip designer, Rene Haas, joined Bloomberg. Bloomberg's Caroline Hyde on Bloomberg Television and expressed confidence in the company's growth rate and the potential for artificial intelligence. AI is everywhere, uh, and if it's your uh, Edge device like the Assistant or the uh, Alexa or your autonomous vehicle, that's all AI. And and now we're seeing it in the cloud and the data center with all the growth of NVIDIA. NVIDIA announcing one of their newest products, Grace Hopper, that is based on ARM. So ARM is everywhere relative to AI. We also have a very unique business model that gives us the ability to have a very, very good uh, vision in the future in terms of when people use our products. So relative to our confidence in the outlook, uh, we have a very, very high confidence that the growth rate that we have talked about will be sustained. How worried were investors about China and your exposure? I think there were a lot of questions, as you can imagine, about China in general, Mm -hmm. uh, given all the geopolitics. Our business there looks a lot like the rest of the world. We have great growth in the data center. We have great growth in automotive. Uh, China's huge on electric vehicles, so it's been uh, terrific there for us. I have the same kind of uh, headaches that every other tech CEO has regarding how to navigate through this, but no different. Do you think there will be more pressure now that you're public again? Ultimately, I mean, you came to Arm in 2013, you were listed at that point, but it's not been since 2016 that you have been. How does the game change as a leader of that business now? You know, I think there's some things that we were able to do as a private company that will just be different, right? Quarterly earnings, making sure that we hit all our commitments. But Arm is not a business you measure from quarter to quarter. Mm -hmm. Uh, You measure us over years and decades. And the long-term vision is something that I am very, very passionate about and will continue to drive the company the same way, private or public. You have a lot of key vested interests, whether they be your clients, Apple, TSMC, Intel taking big stakes in the company. How important are those voices vis-a-vis Masses, the head of SoftBank, who I'm sure you're on the phone to daily? Yeah, so one of the challenges of our industry, and particularly with Arm, is that the fact that we're everywhere, uh, none of this works unless we play nice with others. <laughs> so we have to have uh, a lot of engagement with strategic partners and making sure that we're managing that balance, including Masa, our chief shareholder. Do you think you go public in the UK? I'm sure it's been bittersweet for the London Stock Exchange today. Yeah, so today, obviously, we're in New York, uh, but we're incredibly proud of our UK heritage. And we are open to considering that down the road. How convinced are you that it is going to be in the bottom line evident in the next coming quarters? As far as AI? Mm -hmm. Oh, I I think it's an un questionable that AI, which has already been here, right, for for a number of years, uh, the chat GPT moment taught us that, oh my gosh, the capability of what this can do going forward has gone up a level. And I think we've seen that over and over in our industry. Uh, There tends to be lightning bolt moments that greatly accelerate the adoption of technology. Ultimately, down the road, how people make money off that, it'll get figured out. But AI is here to stay. That's unquestionable. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Today, your morning brief on the stories making news from Wall Street to Washington and beyond.
Look for us on your podcast feed at 6 a.m. Eastern each morning on Apple, Spotify, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning starting at 5 a.m. Wall Street time on Bloomberg 1130 in New York, Bloomberg 991 in Washington, Bloomberg 1061 in Boston, and Bloomberg 960 in San Francisco. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. Plus, listen coast to coast on the Bloomberg Business app, Sirius XM Channel 119, the iHeartRadio app, and on Bloomberg.com. I'm Nathan Hager. And I'm Karen Moscow. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day right here on Bloomberg Daybreak. Success. It's discipline. It's teamwork. It's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. And it's why Stiefel is one of the fastest growing global wealth management and investment banking firms in the industry. Stiefel. It's where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.